What's going on, everyone? My name is Jonathan. Today, I'm joined by three special guests. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Hey, Darren Michael here. Really happy to be on Comic Book Cinema. Hashtag them 6 p That's what I got. All right. <laughs> My name is Jeremy Doty. Happy to be here. Um, you know, share some insights and have some uh, friendly, friendly discourse. Josh Jennings, happy to be here on Comic Book Cinema. Thank you for inviting me. Heck yeah, guys. Today, we're going to talk about a fun topic. By the way, this is just open discussion. We're not necessarily giving rankings or a countdown or anything like that. We're just, we're talking today about comic book movies before the boom. by that is before the massive explosion of comic book movies into the mainstream where we literally live in a time time period right now where we get it's possible we could get three four maybe even some years five comic book movies in one year which is absolutely insane when i was a kid as bad as these films were okay so don't judge me i was a kid and my judgment was very different then than it is now but that's the thing. We didn't have much to go off of. You know, it's not like we could say, oh, Superman 4 is really terrible because it's not as, you know, blah, blah. like at that time when I was a, you know, four or five year old kid, Superman 4, I used to love that film. I loved all the Christopher Reeve Superman films, really. I mean, even Superman 3, in my opinion, at that time, they could do no wrong. You know, we didn't have a whole lot back then. And of course, I love the Keaton Batman films. Even I even liked the Schumacher films up until I became old enough to realize how terrible they were. What's what's one that sticks out to you guys in, in your brain when you think of those those old school comic book movies? Blade. I think that uh, it's Guillermo del, uh, del Toro, one of the best uh, directors as far as I'm concerned in our history. And he's still alive, too. He's getting old, but he's still up there. Anyway. Blade was so amazing. Like, and I really think it set the tone for so many things, not just like Marvel related movies, but beyond that, it's like, okay, maybe you can pull a comic book character, especially a random one. Disney's trying to pull all these uh, random comic book characters or B characters, whatever. Like in the late nineties, Blade wasn't an A character for Marvel and Del Toro. I mean, he sold that. He's that movie was great. I remember eating pizza rolls, watching that stuff late at night on a Friday night. That movie, for me, sold it, aside from the first Ninja Turtles. We'll get into that later, though. <laughs> I love that film, especially, like you said, when it first came out. It did set the standard, almost, in a way. When you look at the X-Men film that came out, like, a year or two after that, why Exactly, and that ties in. No, I'm, I don't mean to interrupt, but you're right. X-Men would not have happened without Blade. Nobody ever says that. That's a fact, though. X-Men would is. not have happened without Blade. And not only that, but why were they not wearing yellow spandex? Because they saw Blade and it was like, oh, come on. He's wearing black leather. He looks awesome. We got to go with that same look. You know, we could put Wolverine and Cyclops and all the X-Men into these leather tight suits and, and it'll look cool because <laughs> it's the late 90s and that's that's how things were back then, right? Spawn has always been one of yes. those, like, just like, obviously, if you go back now and watch it, it's like, ooh, I don't know, but you know, just like as far as CG goes, but Spawn has always been one that is just like, as a kid, I was probably way too young to watch it when I watched it. Always, man. Spawn was just, just it for me. 
and obviously kind of kind of scary as a kid you know watching it that's one i would love to see redone like i would love to see like updated redone just let's make something just ridiculous out of it but you know i guess we'll see where that goes actually that was what i was gonna say was spawn because i was that's what i was thinking of movie that came up and for me i'm a little bit older so uh i would even say if some of the made for tv hulk with lou ferrigno um that's where yeah i know i'm older that's where i got started oh, yeah keep going love the tv show yeah no i'm just saying love the tv show and i was so excited the first time thor showed up in uh hulk and super excited so then when spawn you know stuff like that i was so oh i loved it even when i was a kid it was coming on tv land now but uh, we had, I had the Incredible Hulk TV show growing up as well. I used to eat that show up, man. I mean, it was basically the same concept, same concept for every episode. You know, at some point in the show, you know, he's going to get angry. You wouldn't like him when he's angry. When he gets angry, you know, he doesn't really punch anybody. He doesn't really kick anybody. All he's going to do is just pick things up and throw them at people or pick people up and throw them at something. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love that show, man. Like, it's cool to me, too. Uh, a lot of people hated The Incredible Hulk, the one that came out in 2008. Personally, I didn't think it was that bad. I thought there was a lot of cool things. But anyway, they took a lot of inspiration from that old TV show, like even his eyes, like getting green, you know, whenever he that's the first sign that he was about to start transforming into the Hulk. But yeah, I love that show, man. And then at the end, he just throws his coat over his shoulder and walks off into the distance, you know, because he's just a sad man that can't plant roots anywhere. I, I love that show. Good stuff. Uh, so did you guys ever grow up watching uh, movies on the USA Network? Do you, is that even still a thing, the USA Network? I don't think it like is. Channel man. 26 or something like that? I don't know. When yeah. I was a kid, the reason I remember the USA Network a lot is because yeah. of Baywatch. <laughs> oh, that too. But they also played Star Wars movies on the weekends and then, uh, other movies. And one of those movies was Barb Wire. I'm going to throw that right <laughs> in the mix right up come on let's get speaking of baywatch barbed wire i've never seen the i've never seen the thing the whole way through i mean pam anderson's in it i guess there's some other celebrities but anyway that's kind of like i mean when you look at back the history of like uh comic book movies that existed before they were actually supposed to exist because the mcu controls all that uh, yeah barbed wire that was something different right i don't know what to think i don't think it was done like that bad i think it was a bit over the top but it wasn't that bad was it I, again i haven't seen the whole thing <laughs> it's been a long time I was just yeah, saying. I, yeah. have you guys seen barbed yeah. wire the whole way through yes it's been a while, long time ago yeah you there's have? no way okay, so okay we're 50 percent. 50 percent of us <laughs> have there's uh. no way my parents would have let me watch that when it came out and <laughs> my parents okay my parents didn't let me watch many r-rated movies growing up <laughs> I had a, a videotape, a VHS of like, I recorded like three or four episodes of Baywatch. My dad came, my dad came home one day and caught me watching it. And he literally took it out of the VCR and broke it over his knee. So I already knew that I couldn't rent barbed wire. I remember seeing it at Blockbuster back yeah. in the day, but I, I never was able to watch that movie. And I guess now I just haven't cared enough to go back and watch it. A very obscure one, and I think you mentioned this in the group message, uh, Darren, a very obscure movie, but I watched this movie a lot growing up. Dark Man? Oh, yeah, Dark Man. Yeah, man, Liam Neeson. Yeah, for sure. Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi, our favorite Spider-Man director. That was Sam Raimi. That's his jam. Dark Man is 
Wow. Like, yeah, that was a USA Network TV show, too. I always popped up in there. And TBS. And TBS. Yeah. You go. That far, I think, of The Shadow. Yeah. I like Shadow and, and uh, what was the other? Phantom? Yes. Yes. I watched that as a kid, too. I haven't seen it in so long. I barely remember anything about it other than he had the wolf and he had the, you know, the purple costume. It was Billy Zane. But it's been a really long time since I've seen that one. I was probably four or five years old the last time I watched it. Then you had Shang Tsung as the villain. That was one of the big things I remember from. That's uh, (laughs) right. I think his real name is Kerry Takanori, something like that. But that dude, yeah, he was a good villain back in the day, man. Mid-90s villain right there for you. Oh man, one of my uh, another one of my favorites is the Keanu Reeves Constantine. Like that one is uh, it, it's I don't know why people hate on it so much. I mean, Keanu is Keanu, but you know, but it's such a good like it. I don't know. It's just everything that I like in that like a cult, you know, type of show. Like I I, I love it so much, and like I I watch it I watch it often because like I still just enjoy it. I, I agree. It's one of those I own, you know, now that, you know, people don't have DVDs as much anymore, but the collection of DVDs, it's in there. Yeah. Yeah. About behind you. I see that. <laughs> I got a few, just a few, but yeah, sadly, these are all relics of the past now, apparently, but apparently no one buys Blu-rays or, you know, even 4k discs. like that's all just, you know, outdated these days. People just buy everything digitally, but you know, I don't know. I guess it's the old school nature in me, but in my brain, I'm just like, well, what happens if the world comes to an end? <laughs> I'm not going to be able to watch these movies anymore because we're not going to have internet. But I guess at that point, it won't matter anyway. <laughs> but that's just me. I'm just old school like that. No, I that's- agree. But definitely during Ida, I had, you know, I had a bunch of DVDs and broke out DVDs because we had no internet. So exactly. It's, it's handy to have for sure. I mentioned it earlier in the show, but yeah. For me, I think obviously the first big thing was uh, Christopher Reeve's Superman. Probably the reason I like Superman 4 a lot more is because my mom had that one and Superman 2 recorded on VHS. Both of those movies, man. Uh, Terrence Stamp's version of Zod, kneel before Zod. You know, I just can't get enough of that, man. Like, I know when you go back now and watch Superman 2, it's, it's a lot cheesier. Obviously, the special effects and everything don't hold up to today's standards. The performances, you know, some of the decisions that were made with Superman 2 was also a little like, you know, like the fact that he chose to lose his powers because of his love for Lois and things like that. But I love all the Superman films like, you know, I can even when I was in college, like this guy, Josh's nephews, you know, I was trying to get them to watch Superman 4 with me. And they would always be like, dude, those movies are terrible, man. (laughs) Nobody hey, which, watch uh, which Superman has a uh, Richard Pryor in? Is that three or four? That's three. <laughs> Third. <laughs> All right. And that was pretty bad. Too, goodness, they, goodness they were able to get him. Or, yeah. That's good. Yeah, right? I'm, sure he made, he, I'm sure he got a fat paycheck for that film because he was really hot at the time, Richard Pryor. But yeah, that's just me. Uh, you know, Superman and then Batman. That's, that's kind of what I grew up on, those, those films. So like uh, the Reeves original Superman movies are better DC films than anything Joss Whedon's ever touched. Would you Even agree? better than the Avengers, the first Avengers movie? Oh, well, no. Not, sorry, I was just thinking of the uh, Justice League movie. Okay, yeah. I mean, off track there. God, all right. You got yeah, it. he did He did royally screw up that Justice League film. I just think he's a terrible person, too, so it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. 
he he's uh definitely definitely an interesting cat for sure. I guess Buffy the Vampire Slayer was okay. I guess. I mean, the Channel 17 Warner Bros. Network or whatever, they liked it, but I'm not trying to trash on Whedon. No, I was gonna say I'm a big Firefly and the well. oh firefly is great i love firefly no i got you on that yeah but he can't make he can't make a marvel or dc movie except for the avengers the first one yeah the the second avengers film definitely took a dive downward for sure it was still it was still a good movie it was good enough you know but it was a big step down from that first avengers movie and from all the other avenger movies at least in my opinion so another one too like i can remember getting excited about you guys are going to laugh at me, but the Fantastic Four, when it first came out at that time in 2005, that was, I mean, it doesn't hold up today, obviously, but when it first came out and when I first saw it, I enjoyed that film. I thought that was, there was fun humor in it, but yeah, looking back over the years, it's definitely not aged very well. I mean, so far it's the best we've gotten though, right? As far as this, as that goes, because whatever the, what the, the Miles Teller, version of that was just i mean that was that was rough to say the yeah. least so it's hard to screw up dr doom any more than they did in that newer like you said miles teller fantastic four or fan four stick <laughs> say I'm, I'm very much in that campy field though too that i it had to be really horrible and it still have a place for me and so yeah i loved fantastic four and was super excited for the second one when silver surfer yeah and then they i was so pumped edge. i was so pumped for the second uh fantastic four just because they made one trailer based off one scene in that whole movie uh johnny storm chasing the silver surfer you yeah. guys remember that where he's just chasing that was like yes. that was the best thing i've ever seen marvel ever do and that was just a trailer and the, everything else in that movie was garbage <laughs> that was so great though to finally see the silver surfer and they did him right they did the silver surfer right on the big screen now we have to wait and see how the MCU is going to do it. And I'm scared. You guys already know how I feel about uh, Kevin Feige and, and that group. I think that they, at this point, I, I feel like they can do no wrong. But another one I'll mention is The Punisher. 2004, I think that is roundabout when that came out. That movie still to this day, to me, holds up very well. I loved his version of The Punisher. This is an unpopular opinion, but... I don't, I don't love John Bernthal as the Punisher. I think that he has a lot more potential than what we've seen on screen. But mostly when you get John Bernthal, you're going to get, ah, ah. Oh, you want to dance? Is that what this is? Huh? I'll dance with you. I can't do the voice, <laughs> but yeah. he's, don't get me wrong. He's a great actor. And I, like I said, I feel like he's got a lot more potential than what we've seen, but I just thought it was a little bit more intriguing what we got from, I think his name was Thomas Jane. Yeah, Thomas Jane. Have you ever seen the Dolph Lundgren Punisher? That was so Actually, violent that they couldn't send it to the theater. So it was straight to VHS release huh. that the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie is that's the Punisher. And it's from the eighties. I do. I, I don't know. I'm trying to remember if I ever saw it, but I do know what you're talking about. I do remember seeing. Oh, man. Dolph Lundgren as a Punisher. He had to dye his blonde hair black. It's the craziest thing ever. But it worked. I mean, it worked. Well, I, I have it somewhere here in this collection, but I've never seen the film, but I've owned it on DVD for like 15 years. 
never even cared to watch it because I've always heard such bad things about it. About Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher? Yeah, so it was good? Hey. Just watch it, man. Just watch it and make your own opinion. Based off of your recommendation, Darren, I think I'll finally It might be terrible. It might be terrible. I don't know. (laughs) I think I'll finally dust off that old DVD and and throw it in there just to check it out. Yeah. It can't be worse than uh, David Hasselhoff playing Nick Fury, which – uh, that's something I watched about 10 years ago, give or take, yeah. and it was dreadful. <laughs> Do you have a Blu-ray of that? <laughs> no, I have it on DVD, though. <laughs> that's the thing. I collect, like, all superhero movies. I even have a DVD copy of the 1992 Captain America. Ooh. That, hold on. That was never – that never hit theaters. Well, maybe it didn't hit theaters, but I know for sure it was on VHS. Now – this version I have on DVD, I'm pretty sure it was like a bootleg copy or whatever. Okay, there's bootleg copy, so you got a bootleg copy. I got you. Well, it's man, I've it never seen good. that. I'd actually really like to see that. You know, honestly, like it's it's awful, <laughs> but <laughs> that that goes back to to what we were talking about earlier. At that time, we didn't have much else, you know. So just me being the six year old version of myself, you know, it was so cool for me to see Captain America in a movie, you know, like doing his thing with the shield. The the costume was very loyal to what we saw in the comics, almost to a fault. Is that really it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Turn it around. Let's see the backside. I can't read the font. Can you guys? No, I can't. Who cares? Oh, man. I I remember seeing, but not watching the movie. So definitely I knew of it. And then when you were on the Fantastic Four, maybe think of that old Fantastic Four that never... Hit. I think you can only find it probably on YouTube. Yeah, that would. I watch the trailers on YouTube all the time. That's all I've seen. That's all. I've yeah, seen. exactly. That's all I've seen. So, well, it's funny you mentioned the trailer because I can remember being a little kid, and we rented some movie from Blockbuster, and we brought it home, and the on the trailers before the film, we saw the Fantastic Four trailer, and the thing at the very end of it said, "It's clobbering time," you know. And my dad was so hyped about that movie. He was like, we got to see that when it comes out. We waited, we waited, we waited, and we never saw it. But apparently this happened relatively recently, like I guess 15, 20 years ago when that copy of it surfaced. Because fun fact, Avi Arad, who who served as a producer on many, many Marvel movies, you know, the Spider-Man yeah, yeah. films, the X-Men movies. Well, before he, the MCU, before the MCU. Yes, he was a part of that movie. It was so bad. The only reason they made the film was so Fox could keep the rights to uh, Fantastic Four. It was so bad when Avi Arad saw it, he literally paid them more than what their budget was for the movie to destroy every single copy of this movie. But a couple got out somewhere along the way. And now, like you said, Josh, you can find this movie on YouTube. I've watched about 20 minutes of it, but I never will forget. We saw that trailer and my dad talked about that trailer for years and we never saw the movie. And that's why we never saw the film until later on in life. My dad, because my dad's a big fan of, you know, most movies he doesn't watch, but he loves comic book movies. And he was super hyped to see, <laughs> see Ben Grimm say it's clobbering time. Let's say you had that good because none of my family still don't watch anything that can't happen. In the world <laughs> kind of stuff. Well, obviously we got to talk about X-Men, right? Oh, yeah. The first one, right? Brian Singer, correct? 
right. Yeah. The pioneer, the one yeah. that started it all, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess he copied Blade, but yeah. Okay. No, <laughs> he didn't copy Blade. That's a terrible thing to say. I just like Blade a lot. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Singer did the first X-Men. I remember when I was in uh, high school and before social media was a hit, apparently the internet was still kind of cool. I'm talking, I, that movie came out in, I think, 2001. Is that correct? 2000, I believe. 2000, right. You're right. Yeah. So I'm sitting in class and I'm like, oh my gosh, the X-Men characters are coming. They were, I, I remember I was opening up like uh, some uh, website links and stuff like that. And there was like the first photos of their, the X-Men suits and they were all black. I was like, well, hmm. And it worked out though, because I had to make them realistic. I, I think the first X movie or X-Men movie is actually very well done. I thought it was really good. If you go compare the storyline and plot line to that movie, to any recent Marvel movie, which they're all pretty much, they follow the same structure, the recent ones. Um, but the X-Men one stood out. I thought it was really cool. And they're fighting around the Statue of Liberty, uh, Liberty and things like that and stuff. By the way, in that new uh, Spider-Man trailer, wasn't the lizard was the lizard uh the lizard standing on the uh the torch the torch right at yeah. the end of it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the wolverine and Sabretooth stood on that torch too and it was much smaller but all of a sudden the lizard from spider-man's on there and he's almost bigger than the torch come on you guys know what i'm saying right like yeah. that the, first off the wolverine Sabretooth fight from the X-Men movie on the torch was the most fire Marvel fight that we've ever seen in our lives on the big screen. And now they're going to look some... <sighs> I, get started. I don't want the lizard. I don't want the lizard on the torch. I like Wolverine and Sabretooth. <laughs> and that's why I like 2000 X-Men. I think uh, like my, one of my favorite parts about all those movies is just like the random that era of, of like superhero comic movies. It's like the random celebrities. Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, just, like, what, you know, like, yeah. Mr. Freeze, you know, yeah. like, what is going on? Like, the cheesiest lines out there. And then you have Shaq playing Steel. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, that, like, okay, he that was just, just wonderful. He brought Steel into it. Keep going. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> like, all of that is so good. And just, like, the one-liners and, like, anything that Shaq, Shaq is not an actor, right? Just all of those things, you know, I, I, I miss that that's kind of how, where it was, where it wasn't as serious as we have it now but i'm also glad it's serious because we get like the production quality of like it being like brought to life well those things were just wonderful i still like always fond memories of those things i'm gonna say i agree with that though i remember where i was when x-men came out i remember where i was when all these movies started hitting because of the lack thereof like you know, when you're talking earlier about superman i remember when those came out you had that lull and being able to see, you know, these jump back out like X-Men and being so super excited because, you know, it's cool to be a nerd now, but it wasn't cool, you know, when I was growing up. So, yep. Like a closet nerd. <laughs> mid 90s, even the late, uh, you know, early 2000s, it definitely wasn't cool to be a nerd. Nobody was talking about, you know, are not on the scale that they are now talking about the newest, you know, like Fantastic Four when it came out, there was like the stigma with, oh, we haven't seen that, you know, <laughs> stop talking about that nerd. <laughs> and that was excitement about my wife meeting her because she grew up watching the cartoon X-Men. And so she has been to every single 
Avengers, X-Men, everything we ever went to, we go together. And she loves all that. But I just remember being so excited. She loved the cartoon. And I'm like, yes, I've got somebody that I can share this with. You know, there's an extent where she's like, okay, now you're a little bit more in the nerd. I'm not going to go that far, you know. But she still, you know, loves X-Men, Avengers, all of those Marvel movies, DC stuff. So, Josh, you, are you a you fan? Keep... Are, Josh, are you a fan of the original X-Men animated series cartoon? Then, obviously, yes. Are yes. you following the M6P? Uh, actually, I'm not until he mentioned. Give us no, a I... world, man. Just give us a world. So, like okay. a simple, like, come on. Definitely. We, Definitely. we really, I'll tell you what, the M6P, we really like that original cartoon from the X-Men. And that might be yes. part of the reason that that whole thing started. So check us out. Just check, you know, check us out. Oh, I definitely, definitely will. Definitely will. I'm like a, loving that. Also, I have three girls. Sorry so about now. that shameless plug, Jonathan. <laughs> Good. I was just going to say. My girls through that stuff, like uh, through some of the older things. So yeah, man. X-Men too. So definitely I'll check you out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, I was awesome. what I was gonna say, John. So fun. What I was gonna say because you mentioned your wife, I was like, you better be careful talking about the X Men X Men animated series too much, otherwise you might have a new wife. Because <laughs> <laughs> Darren loves that stuff. And hey, you know what? I loved that show too when I was a kid. Oh, I wasn't as hardcore as Darren and and, uh, and Jared were, but I, I mean, I watched it. You know, Saturday mornings like that was an event. You know, getting up early to watch Saturday morning cartoons and X Men the animated series and that theme song. The old Flash movie. Does anybody remember that? No, the show or the movie? There wasn't a movie. It was just a show. Well, apparently it was a. Uh, so I can remember going to a video rental store and picking up uh, the Flash with the trickster in it. And you know who played the trickster? Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. So maybe it was like a uh, a movie that they like a TV movie they made afterwards or whatever. I'm not sure. Oh, I always man. I always thought it was movies, but yeah, like you said, back in 2008, I remember going to a store like Fye or something like that and seeing no, those. That that's just the Marvel. That's just the uh, the Warner Brothers uh, Flash TV show or whatever WB Network. Uh, so there was actually. A Flash TV show, and these guys probably remember too. Um, do you guys remember the Flash TV show? Yes. Yeah, it came out. I don't even remember what network or whatever, but it was very episodic. It was like it was basically like the first like comic book murder she wrote storyline plot, and like because every episode was different. But it was. Do you remember that? I forget the guy that played the Flash. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah. I'm not crazy. Yeah, because when they yeah. came out with the new one, I was super excited that he was in it. <laughs> he, I was like. It's the whole, it's the whole Flash, the one I remember. So yes, I definitely remember. Yeah, man, I, that was good. There's so many episodes, but Mark Hamill was not playing a villain then. This was like early '90s. This Flash, uh, Flash series. I actually just looked it up. John Wesley Ship, and I just was his name. But I remember, like I said, remember him being in the new series that they have out now, and I was so excited because I was like, oh, I love when they bring back those cameos. Ninja Turtles. I was actually going to say. What did you guys all think of the first Ninja Turtles? And then we'll close it out. I mean, that's like a happy place as a kid. Like, absolutely just wonderful. Like, uh, I mean, just always, always good at all points. Like, I always make some sort of reference on a normal basis to something. 
in Ninja Turtles, like some some line, some scene, always. I definitely agree. Very, very, very happy place. And uh, not only that, but the wife uh, did grow up with the nephews watching it on repeat over and over again. So she knew all that just from that as well. And we're the kind of couple that would just movie lines whenever some, somebody says something, we'll say something off the cuff. And those kind of things, those movie lines will just come up sometimes just so definitely love, gosh, love that movie. It was so ahead of its time, you know, like the special effects for the turtles and the, and the Jim Henson, what he did bringing those turtles to life. You could really tell that he wasn't involved in the third uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie because the effects and everything just took a big step down. But yeah, man, when I was a kid, those movies were just, oh, I watched them all the time. I like the second one too a lot. I mean, I know I do too. Thank like, you. You're not a Karen. Thank you. I like yeah, the, the secret of the not that bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not good, but it's not that bad. <laughs> hey, <laughs> vanilla ice though. Hey, what's that? <laughs> vanilla ice. So, yeah, I like go ninja. Too. Go ninja. I do. Go. I, I'm even. I'm even accounting vanilla ice in the Ninja Turtles second movie equation. That's okay. He gets the points because go ninja, go ninja, go ninja, go. That's a pretty good rap, man. And I do remember, actually, I remember learning the TMNT power from the first one. So definitely, like, memorize. Oh, yeah. Good stuff, man. Heck, yeah. And we had the Super Shredder, too. Remember the Super Shredder at the end of the second one? Yes. Of course I do. He drank the ooze. That's, that's <laughs> what happens, Darren, when you drink ooze like that directly. Like, you don't inject it, anything. Like, when you drink it, you're turning into Super Darren. <laughs> Well, hey, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Mr. Darren, would you like to tell us about the M6P? Uh, yeah, I want to say one thing. And we only announced this uh, today on a Facebook post on the, uh, the M6P Facebook page. It's about uh, we have a day coming. Jared and I have been talking. Andy, he's going to find out, too. We have uh, the M6P day is officially coming, and it's going to be months from now. But uh, it's coming, and I'm going to – I don't know how the Zoom meetings work, so maybe I'm pointing at Jonathan – but we're going to need this guy too. And I'm going to leave it at that. M6P day is coming. I'm excited about it. You said Andy's going to be involved. I mean, I'm trying to hype it up. I think I can, I think Jared and I can get him. I don't know. <laughs> He's very awesome. busy. He's doing good stuff. You know, Andy's Andy's Andy. He's doing his thing, but he is one of the original founders of the M6P. I am not. It's actually Jared and Andy. I bet we can get Andy involved with this because uh, it's a good idea. And Jared likes it too. Jared runs the show. So we'll see. I'm excited. I don't know what's going to happen, but color me <laughs> excited, guys. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a fun episode. Uh, if you haven't checked this out on Instagram yet, why don't you do it? We're at Real Comic Book Cinema. You can find us there. You can also find us on Facebook. If you haven't already, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Let us know in the comments how right or wrong we are. Uh, we would love to, to hear your thoughts on the, the, uh, the matter. Guys, thank you for joining me. And until next time, everyone, have a good one. Oh.